Hello, I'm Bill DeVille. Welcome to the all-new Music Heads. In this installment, we'll chat with Matthew Sweet about what he's been listening to in our guest list feature. The Current's production director, Derek Stevens, will talk about one of his favorite Al Green albums in our Essentials segment. Co-music director Melanie Walker pays us to visit to chat about the band The Drums and The Next Big Thing. We'll talk about the Black Lips' recent album in this week's music meeting, and we'll have a sneak peek of a track from John Doe's new album. But now, it's time for the music cast. Jill is here from The Current's Morning Show. She's here with the music cast. What's in the news, Jill? Hey, Bill. Here are the music headlines for this week. Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels is praising those who rushed to help the injured after high winds blew down a stage at the Indiana State Fair. He spoke at a memorial service on Monday morning for the five people who were killed. Uh, Strong winds caused the stage ringing for the outdoor concert to collapse at the fairgrounds in Indianapolis. It was very tragic, hard to watch. The video has been going around the news. Fans were trapped and injured in the incident shortly before 9 o'clock Saturday night. It happened before the country band Sugarland had taken the stage. It's been really a bad summer for, for stage collapses due to all the crazy weather. There yeah, was I've, the story of, of Cheap Trick. I feel like Trick. I've heard yeah. this story before, yeah. Yeah, Cheap Trick uh, barely avoided a stage crashing on them, and the Flaming Lips lost a bunch of gear, but this seems like by far the, the worst incident of the summer. Right, they're yeah. doing uh, some investigating to see exactly what happened mm-hmm. or if, uh, you know, Mother Nature just kind of did her thing with those high winds. A Sony distribution warehouse in North London was burned to the ground last Tuesday morning during the third straight night of riots in the UK, as the BBC reported. Uh, The 200,000 square foot centre housed the entire inventory of Pius UK. That's the primary distribution hub for more than 150 independent labels. No injuries were reported, but all the inventory was lost. Indie labels like Warp and Rough Trade, Domino, Sub Pop, Secretly Canadian, Jag Jaguar, Thrill Jockey, Fat Cat. The list just goes on and on here. But three teenagers have been arrested over that fire. Uh, the two 18-year-olds are still in custody. Uh, the 17-year-old was bailed out. All three were held in connection with violent disorder and arson. The BBC reports that Sony says that 1.5 million CDs were destroyed in that fire. And uh, hot off the press takes on a whole new meaning, I suppose, there, huh? I suppose. Yeah. You know, terrible that all that music was lost. In, yeah, uh, in, yeah. The, in the fire and the violence. And that's going to hurt business, too. I mean, granted, there's probably insurance money that they'll get back. But, I mean, when somebody wants to buy the CD, it won't be there. And then they'll lose, you know, profits. And these are, they're already, you know, close to They're the, already small, independent yeah, labels. Yeah, exactly. London's burning! London's burning! Academy Award-winning film composers Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor are back with a new cinematic score for director David Fincher, this time for his widescreen U.S. adaptation of the popular Swedish crime novel The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And uh, you can hear a preview of the score and the cover of Immigrant Song with Karen O. And you just go to our website to hear that, thecurrent.org slash musicheads.
Okay, so a story about a musician who's now been involved in film as a composer. On to a story of a filmmaker uh, putting out some new music. So David Lynch, ah yes, Blue Velvet Mm -hmm. and Elephant Man. Twin Peaks. Boy, the list goes on and on. So David Lynch fans, get ready for some uh, electronic pop music. So David Lynch's solo album is finally here. The album is called, it's a very David Lynch title, Crazy Clown Time. <laughs> and it'll feature guest vocals from Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's leader Karen O. She's busy. I know. Yeah. Uh, on a song called Pinky's Dream. The release date is right around the corner. Crazy Clown Time will be released November 8th. Lynch wrote, produced, and performed the entire thing, and he had a help from an engineer by the name of Dean Hurley. You can listen to the single, Good Day Today. Check out the album's track list on our website. Just go to thecurrent.org slash musicheads. Uh, Andrew Bird has a new documentary on the way. It's called Fever Year, and it chronicles the culminating months of the acclaimed singer-songwriter's most rigorous year of touring, ending with a hometown show in which Andrew Bird was actually on crutches. It features uh, friends and collaborators like Martin Dosh. Our buddy here from the Twin Cities. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and St. Vincent's Annie Clark. The film will debut at the Vancouver International Film Festival, taking place September 29th, through October 14th. He also has a new album on the way, too, which is exciting news. Another person who has a new album coming out, I want to mention this one before we wrap up. Ryan Adams is finally putting out a new album. October 11th, Ryan Adams will return with Ashes and Fire. And that's Ryan Adams, in case I said it too fast. (laughs) But this is his first proper solo album in quite some time. It'd be good to have him back. Yeah, Nora Jones uh, is a guest. She plays piano and contributes some backing vocals on a few songs. And a keyboardist by the name of Benmont Tench, uh, he's the keyboardist for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, is also a guest on the record. Excellent. Thanks for dropping by, Jill. Sure. What won't we so she that thing right out there through the door? Hell, I still love you, New York. New in stores this week, a couple of live albums, including the Bottle Rockets Not So Loud, Guy Clark's Songs and Stories as well. Jeff Bridges, the actor, yep, a new self-titled album, and actually it's pretty good. Cool Kids have a new one. There's the Cowboys and Alien soundtrack out this week. Gregory Isaacs, the reggae legend, has a new album, too, as well as Her Space Holiday. Sly Stone of Sly and the Family Stone fame reworks some of his early material on a new album called I'm Back. The Australian's Tame Impala, Inner Speaker, their album is out domestically, finally. Maria Taylor has a new one as well, as does War on Drugs, called Slave Ambient. And right now we're going to check out some music from Hercules and Love Affair of a new album called Blue Songs out today, featuring special guests like Kelly O'Karake of the band Block Party. This is a song called My House, here on Music Hats.
I'm Bill DeVille, and this is Music Ads. It's now time to check who's set to become the next big thing with our co-music director, Melanie Walker. What do you got for us this week, Mel? This week, I have a band that's actually kind of a UK sweetheart, but they don't actually come from England. They're they're New Yorkers, aren't they? They are New Yorkers. They come from the epicenter of all that is indie rock, Brooklyn, New York. It's a Mm -hmm. band called The Drums, who we've played a little bit here at the station. Yeah, they had that Let's Go Surfing, that catchy, well, it wasn't really an instrumental, but it had elements of surf, and it was kind of fun, lots of whistling. Oh, and and they are pop with a capital P, this band. They really love pop music. Yeah, that song was super catchy. Reminded me a lot of young folks um, from Peter Bjorn and John. That whistling was just as catchy and memorable. They've been around for a while. Mm -hmm. They actually formed in summer camp. (laughs) Just (laughs) like a lot of bands form when they're teenagers. Jonathan Pierce and Jacob Graham met in summer camp. Over hot dogs at lunch or something, right? Over hot dogs at lunch. (laughs) And uh, created this electro-pop duo called Goat Explosion. Good thing they changed the name. I know. It's a really bad name. So anyway, they split up um, in their teens and went on to other projects. Jacob, he ended up forming an indie pop group called Horseshoes, uh, which probably didn't really go anywhere. And um, Jonathan Pierce, he and a friend, Adam Kessler, founded kind of a new wave-inspired band that you might be familiar with called Elkland. Yeah, we played them a bit uh, several years ago. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they signed to Columbia Records and did quite well for a few years. But eventually they broke up, and Jonathan and Jacob, they reconnected and they started writing songs together again. And they kind of ditched that electronic direction that they were taking with both their independent projects and um, decided to do more guitar-based music. And so they've moved from Florida to New York City again, where you know all indie bands end up eventually. Yeah. Either they're formed there or they go there. And they added another guitarist who happened to be um, from the band Elkland. It was Adam Kessler. And then they added a drummer, Connor Hanwick. And, and soon the drums lineup was complete and they started making music and they started getting buzz from the get-go. Label over in the UK called Moshi Moshi ended up signing them and releasing that single Let's Go Surfing that was super catchy, super Mm -hmm. memorable and ended up, you know, just selling hotcakes over in the UK. Enemy, they became the enemy darling over there, got a lot of acclaim, uh, toured a lot extensively over in the UK and Europe, but again, built nothing really you know, carried over here in the States. A band can be successful over in Europe, over in the UK, but I don't think a lot of people really consider themselves truly successful until they've actually conquered the United States as well, which is funny because they're from here. So the drums were doing really well over in the UK. They released a um, self-titled record that was just full of like glossy reverb and lots of hand claps and harmonies. The way they sound, Bill, they're kind of like a mix of like 80s kind of indie, like the Smiths. Um, with kind of innocent 50s melodies. And they do have a little bit of the synth still in there. That and a little has, bit of you know, surf guitar, too. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of surf guitar. They really kind of mix that um, the emotions of the early 50s and early 60s kind of pop music 
with that post-punk revival, like I said, they really draw a lot of influences from Buddy Holly just as much as they do like yeah. a band like The Smiths. So all this acclaim in, in the UK has been going on, and they've got this new album coming out now, and everybody's abuzz talking about it. It's going to be um, called Portamento. It's a musical term, they say, that means moving from one note to another, because um, they kind of feel like it sums up their musical journey right now. They've got a little bit of drama going on right yeah, now. Yeah, they're kind though. of at a crossroads as a band, aren't they? Yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, uh, they said that they almost split up just recently after making this album, um, mm-hmm. they, they're admitting that they've had some major problems. Their guitarist, Adam Kessler, actually left the band um, late last year. And they have a new um, guitarist. I, I haven't read quite who that is yet, but they do have a lineup, fortunately. You know, they've really been at a crossroads. They've really had a lot of turmoil yeah. um, in the band. And they said that, you know, as much as they've had some problems that they've had to go through, they're hoping that it's really nourished the new album. So it's going to be interesting to see what this new album sounds like. And they, they're going in different directions right now. Right. They've, they're kind of ditching that whole, you know, ocean beach thing. They don't want to write any more song, songs about the summertime anymore. Yeah, they don't really have much of a beach in Brooklyn, do they? The, this whole album and the name of it, it's kind of signifying them from going from one point to another and how they're growing and changing mm-hmm. as a band. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to, you know, that buzz that developed back in 2009. Is it going to continue? Is it going to carry over? And you know what? I really do think it's going to it's going to carry over. We heard that first new single bill uh, called Money. Yep, You've heard one. that song. Mm-hmm. It's a really catchy, catchy, fun song. And again, pop with a capital P. I really believe that this band is going to do well and finally make it big here in the States with this new album, Portamento. Nice of you to drop by, Melanie. Do you want to check out that track right now? Yeah, let's go out and check out Money by the Drums. And here it is on Music Heads. It's been the next big thing. Before I die, I'd like to do something nice. Take my head and I'll take it for a ride. You hit me yesterday because I made you cry. So before we die, I'd like to do something nice. Uh, I want to buy you something, but I don't have any money. No, I don't have any money. I want to buy you something, but I don't have any money. No, I don't have any Time now for a guest list feature where some of our favorite artists share some of the music they love with us. Last week, we had the pleasure of talking with Matthew Sweet in our Essentials segment about his classic album, Girlfriend. So, Matthew, what have you been listening to of late? 
Well, let's see. I haven't really been listening to a lot of a lot of things because I've been working on a record of right. my own, and I just tend to only listen to myself when I'm doing that. <laughs> However, I recently bought a couple records by the Delphonics. They're a group from Philly, sort of, a, I guess, a Philly soul kind of group, and uh, we're making records kind of around the early 70s and the very late 60s. There's a couple of big singles in particular, um, one of which is called Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time, and a few others that are, are really something magical. They remind me a little bit of what was happening in kind of Pet Sounds, Brian Wilson, Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. They're very orchestrated, and there's a guy behind it producing who's you know involved in making it sort of grandiose, but there's something really real about it you know when they made records back then they weren't fixed up you know like they are now yeah yeah and so there's that realness to it that really gives it uh, a special vibe now i must admit it's because i've seen jackie brown a couple times recently that it got me thinking about them because those their music is featured in there as well as another really great song called uh, above 110th street mm -hmm. can't remember who the artist is on that one that comes from a some kind of, I guess, what they call black exploitation movie from the 70s. Ah, the, I believe that's Across 110th Street by Bobby Womack, and that was uh, certainly a highlight from the film. And uh, it's a great funky soul track full of lush strings and certainly a great representation of, uh, of that era. I think that sounds right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that one's also kind of amazing. That's in that same movie. Across 110th Hey, Matthew, thanks for dropping by. It's been really fun to chat with you about some of the music you love. Why don't we check out that track from the Delphonics right now? It's called Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time, here on Music Heads. All right. Time now for the music meeting. Joining me today are in-the-studio host Jade. Welcome back. Trey. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Mm -hmm. And weekend afternoon host Mac Wilson in the house as well. Hi, Mac. It's good to be back, Bill. Mm -hmm. 
The Atlanta Flower Punks Black Lips released their latest album a couple months back. It's nice to see them back on track after the near train wreck that was 200 million thousand. Arabia Mountain is the name of the latest. Several tracks were produced by IT producer Mark Ronson. It has more of a sculpted sound without foregoing their punk and garage rock roots. The album features more percussion, hints of psychedelia, theremin, and even a sax on a track. Jade, is the album working for you? Yeah, I I love this. And I, I like that they brought in Mark Ronson, and he did sort of bring a little bit of the gloss that he yeah, brings yeah. to a lot of things. And I, I really appreciate that. It sounds more grown up. It sounds more focused. And I think they've even said in a, a couple of interviews that this is their more mature album. And I don't know if they were being sort of sarcastic on that. I but think I they think, were. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what? It, it, it is actually more grown up. I mean, there's, there's not much potty talk or anything like that on this one. And, yeah, and, there's no vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do. I still love it. You know, they keep it still loose. It's still funny. There's a couple little areas where they're chit-chatting and having these behind-the-scenes little tidbits which i i like as well that keeps that black lips flavor i think and really this garage rock thing when i when i listen to albums that are garage rock i think sometimes it gets a little repetitive Mm -hmm. and with this album although i do have to say uh, i think there were too many tracks i would have liked it if there was a couple tracks less but but not any of the tracks clocked in at three minutes (laughs) oh yeah yeah, true (laughs) and it's not like you can point to any one track on the album and say that one absolutely needs to go no when you're listening to the record it all goes together quite well maybe it's a little bit too long but it's not like there's any outright stinkers Mm -hmm. yeah which i'll agree what track worked for you the most yeah you know the one i really loved is when they kept it pretty raw Mm -hmm. bone marrow it was it sounded like they were taping it in either an empty hallway or an empty garage and i liked the simplistic style of hand claps to yeah, keep really the beat yeah really sunshiny yeah. surprisingly so for these guys oh yeah i just i love that and there's a musical saw in that song yeah i heard that as well that gave saw it really theremin, nice. i'm not sure which it was yeah. but yeah that was really cool too Is the album working for you? Yeah, this is really working for me really well. I am really impressed by what the Black Lips have become. In the past, they kind of, you kind of felt uncomfortable listening to their music. You felt like they were a bunch of smart Alex and you wondered if they would ever grow up. And they kind of have grown up without necessarily sacrificing anything that made them what they are. What I'm impressed with the most is basically this is a band that is, they've worked their butts off for the past several years and what do you know, they actually improved and have gotten really, really good. Like, I like the last record, 200 million thousand. That uh, Good, Bad, Not Evil was so great and I was so disappointed by its follow. I, I think that they are on an upward plane. Every record that they've released keeps getting better. Mark Ronson does a great job keeping the train on the rails without ever sounding like a Mark Ronson record. You wouldn't know that he had any influence of what to do with this record if you yeah, didn't and, see it. And maybe in the big picture, too, this would be a good thing to have worked with an official producer. Maybe they can do this themselves next time out. Maybe you showed him a few things, you know, to, to help him along the way. 
I think one of the key tracks on the record is the track Spidey's Curse. And you're fond of uh, quoting lyrics, Bill, so I'm going to do one of the little skits at the end that Jade was talking about. <laughs> nice. As the song breaks down, this guy comes in, he goes, dude, they are conjuring up those demons. Basically, they're taking spells out of that book or they are taking demons out of that book and working it into a song that basically conjures up these demons, man. And in this particular track, they're recontextualizing the story of Spider-Man by instead making Peter Parker a survivor of childhood molestation and, you know, casting everything in a whole new light. I thought that that was really intriguing. And that's what the Black Lips are doing as a band. They're taking these sounds, you know, garage rock, surf punk and all this and making it into something fresh all at the same time. It makes you hear it. In a new ear. This is definitely one of my favorite records of the year so far. Wow. And Mac, that song you picked, that was a bit of a departure for them, I thought. It was kind of a jangly power pop number and uh, you know, meaningful, thought-provoking lyrics. And I thought that was I thought that was certainly a highlight. It's the first track I really noticed on the album. talked about this the uh, the good bad not evil i was on that music heads with you several years ago and one of the things we talked about was you know for as immature as these guys sound they were capable of real sentiments at the same time yes, yes. they act like grown-ups occasionally and i think that there's actually some messages that you can get from that song and uh, yeah it's terrific yeah i think this is a uh, well on the way to being one of my favorite albums of the year and uh, i think the album is loaded the song that really caught my ear too was a uh, raw meat oh yeah <laughs> it's it's the kinks meets the ramones that's it's exactly perfect. what i was gonna say so these guys are there's there's more pop to this album than i ever expected and uh without overdoing it and, and i think it's produced well and uh props to them for for doing what they do and uh they've had a pretty good run they've been doing this now for almost a decade and touring non-stop while yeah, all hard, the while yeah. so they you know people think the train could fall off the tracks but they've kept it on the road for quite a long time now and uh props to them. i hope they keep doing it longer yeah i think it is a sign of optimism that you know if you work hard enough you will improve mm-hmm. it's great and here is the track that was the first single from the album this is called modern art this one also features the theremin on it and you can hear mark ronson's production on it as well jade Mac, thanks for joining me for Music Heads. Yeah, thanks again. It was mm-hmm. a blast. Thank you, Bill. listening to Music Heads, music news for music lovers. It's time now for The Essentials, where we let you know what records are must-have to any Music Heads collection. Our production manager, Derek Stevens, is here. 
What you got for us today, Derek? Uh, today, Bill DeVille, I'm Still in Love with You by Al Green is my essential album. This is definitely something that everyone who's a music head uh, definitely needs to have this in their collection. I'm Still in Love with You was released in 1972. It was Al Green's highest ranking album on the pop charts. Uh, it peaked at number four, and it was also his second consecutive album to peak at number one on the soul album charts, where it remained for five weeks. 1972 was definitely a good year for Al Green. Uh, in 2003, the album was ranked number 285 on Rolling Stones magazine list of 500 greatest albums of all time. And in 2004, the song Love and Happiness was ranked number 98 on Rolling Stones magazine list of the 500 greatest songs well, of all time. It'd be much higher in my list, Derek. It would be <laughs> definitely higher than that on mine as well. So how did you come across this album? Well, as a toddler, my mom and dad used to play this record daily. And wow. uh, it was just something I've always enjoyed. And as I uh, got older and started you know, looking for more Al Green songs, I started digging further into the Al Green collection. However... Uh, this album, uh, I'm Still in Love With You, still happens to be my favorite Al Green album of all time. Lay your head on my pillow Hold your walls and What is it about Al Green? What is it about him and his music that that, uh, that captures your ear? The voice. You yeah. know, that voice is just, uh, you know it's Al Green when you hear him. And he has such a distinctive voice. It's so crisp and warm and uh, it, it's definitely the voice and and he he just can capture the moment with his voice and there's he has all these vocal nuances that are just so perfect he, he's just the ultimate singer kind of isn't he he really is of any genre i mean he's he has all the ingredients he has a perfect voice and he's a great entertainer too so that indeed. that never hurts indeed mm-hmm. what songs on the album really capture your ear Derek? the songs on this particular album uh, simply beautiful was probably my favorite song on the album uh, an incredible love song and Al Green has a lot of moans and groans in there and you know that that signature sound of his he definitely mm-hmm. captures it in this particular song what about the way you love me uh, and the way you squeeze me yeah it's simply beautiful Also, uh, Love and Happiness happens to be one of the tracks on the album that I really enjoy. That to, me, that to me is almost the signature Al Green song. It's Love and that, Happiness? Yeah, it almost has that sort of reggae groove. And, and the introduction, the way that song starts... It just it just sets you off. It, it's it's one of the greatest intros ever. I mean, you know what you're what ah, it's here again. No matter how many times, no matter how many times I've heard that song, I never ever tired of it. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. And then the other song I would say is the title track. I'm still in love with you. That happens to be one of my favorite that, Al Green songs too. Yeah, that's a total classic as well.
point of, of his career where he was at the, the top of his game, wasn't it? It was. In 1972, uh, this album kind of took him over the top. Unfortunately, a couple of years later, he would have that uh, incident the, the, happen. The Grits incident? The Grits incident. He yes. would have that happen where he decided you know, he was going to move away from uh, the R&B music and kind of concentrate Until more on gospel. gospel. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, 1972-73, Al Green was definitely at the top of the charts. Mm, yeah, and this is this is a high point of his career indeed. And, you know, it's nice that he has kind of gone back to the, the secular music again after going into the gospel for, for a long time. And, and uh, it was nice he was able to make another record or two with Willie Mitchell before Willie passed away right, right. a while ago, too. So, But uh, nice pick there, Derek Stevens. Nice to have you drop by. And we're talking about the 1972 classic from Al Green here on the Essentials feature on Music Heads. What song did you want us to check out, Derek? Uh, can we do Love and Happiness since we both enjoy that one? Let's do it. And here it is on Music Heads. Love and happiness but Wait a minute Something's going wrong Someone's on the phone Three o'clock in the morning yeah. Talking about How she can make it right Yeah Happiness is when you really feel good about somebody. There's nothing wrong being in love with someone. Yeah. Oh, baby. Love that I happen. It's been Music Heads from 89.3 The Current and Minnesota Public Radio. I want to thank my colleagues for contributing to the show, including Jill Riley, Melanie Walker, Jade, Mac Wilson, and Derek Stevens. Props to Matthew Sweet for sharing some of the music he loves with us. Special thanks to executive producer Melanie Walker and Derek Stevens. Thanks to members of Minnesota Public Radio and The Current for making shows like this happen. And thanks to you for listening. We'll wrap up this week's show with a sneak peek from John Doe, perhaps best known as one of the founders of the band X. His new album is called Keeper. It's set to be in stores on August 30th. Here's music from John Doe. This is called Giant Step Backward. We got our coffee cups Walking down the road To a dirty job A muddy road to a dirty job Bring you back.